Welcome to episode 29 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Tom from Altus. Enjoy the show. have my notes <laughs> you're very organized today you sent me the notes for this episode like early this morning rather than 12 minutes before <laughs> but you didn't send me the meeting invite yeah. <laughs> <On Zoom. laughs> oh, fucked up there didn't i yes well i'll let you off you have a lot to think about all i have to do is turn up mm. hold yeah. on you're in a different room or are you in the same room with more <laughs> shit in it no, I'm in a different room. Why is that? This is now my office. Oh, is it? How's the move mm. going? Um, that good? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not fun. Um, is the answer? I'm very stressful, and that coupled with um, having just eaten a uh, quite a large portion of extremely spicy chicken wings. Um, and dealing with a band that we do a lot of printing for and trying to get merch over to Germany for them for next Wednesday. Um, mm. It's quite stressful. But, yeah. You'll get there. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I have faith in you. How much longer mm. have you got to get out of the unit? Uh, Saturday. How close is it going to be like to the wire or <laughs> uh yeah to, to the wire and maybe a bit beyond ah it's going that well yeah you've only got like three things in there you've got like a table <laughs> your cruiser and a tunnel drive well, there's fucking nothing else in there yeah there's not to be fair there's not a huge amount in there i've been quite stringent with what i've allowed in um mm. but it's still it's like there's some big pieces of equipment to move Mm. Um, and the only day I can do all of that is Saturday because I'm borrowing a van, mm. um, which is, yeah. And then it's like, it's not just the move. It's obviously moving and then having to figure out where the fuck everything goes here. Um, yeah. so yeah. And I've still got jobs coming in. So it's like, oh. what have you, what have you said is your lead time on jobs now? I've left it as standard. So uh, 12 to 14 working days. That may be a mistake. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I know you will. The thing is, there's there's nothing like a deadline to make you like crunch down and, and get shit done, is there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this massive job um, for this band has been like, it's been a good earner, um, but it's just been the source of a lot of stress. Mm. Um it's the last thing you want when you're gearing up to move. Exactly. I'm. It's. I mean, it's. A, I mean, they don't listen to this, so whatever. Um, but I'm considering sacking them. Um, after this, they were, problem, uh, they were problems the, building up to, weren't they? So I'm not surprised. But yeah, that. I mean, the, the the guys in the band are lovely. Um, their management team, or one bloke in particular, is just a little cunt. Um, and I just haven't got fucking time to deal with that. It's like. This episode is sponsored by shitty band managers. <laughs> like, don't talk to me like a piece of shit just because you're in the fucking music industry. Like, yeah, and the thing exactly, is, yeah. is like Nick's used to do their job. Hmm. 
not not for this band obviously but that's the job she used to have and she was like yeah i used to get it all the time and it's like ah i see where you used to come home stressed every day and we'd go to the pub pretty much every day, every day yeah. work. Yeah. Right? because it's just it's just constantly arguing with people but it's needless arguments i'm just like what the fuck so yeah does my light look all right by the way yeah you look or lovely you, you don't look your, I mean, your head looks slightly less round. I don't know if that's um, but that just could be. Does that look better? Or was that's, no, that's... just hi- highlighting all the crap in here, isn't it? Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> you're, you're in a you're in a transitionary period. This is your chrysalis, and yeah, eventually you'll be a beautiful <clears throat> butterfly. <laughs> that a bit better. No, that's worse. I can barely see your face. Which isn't that important for a podcast, admittedly, but like no. when we're trying, that's much more better. I have to apologise, by the way. What are you saying sorry for now? Uh, last week, I made a bit of a balls up. Oh, well, I, it wasn't a balls up. I didn't communicate properly. Kiroskiro is the is the style of art. The artist I was talking about was Caravaggio. Um, oh, so I just don't want the listeners to think I'm a fucking idiot. Hmm. Well, that's my job. Also, listener, <laughs> I'd just like to point this out. Darcy and Tristan received pictures of the wafty tractors that came from Germany. I can verify it was Along with the bollocks. Home, it, was, it is to this day one of the most batshit crazy things I've ever seen or heard of in my life. Well, I think what I forgot to mention that as well is... Because they were old tractors with basically no windows or anything. The guys turned up wearing goggles and ear defenders. So they'd done that whole whole journey <laughs> in goggles and ear defenders. That's amazing. Is it amazing or is that. it like absolute insanity? I think it's probably insanity. It's. I think it's a bit of both. I mean, yeah. kudos to them for doing it, but you would have to be like unhinged to actually consider doing it. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, really, you know. really like tractors. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> also, shout out to Paul who sent me a picture of his new wallet. Um, he uh, he sent me. Obviously, I've inspired him. Once he's once he'd heard about my bulldog clip wallet, he was like, "I've got a new wallet," and uh, I'll share it on my uh, on my Instagram <laughs> once this episode goes out. <laughs> it's it's lovely. I mean, it's send send it to me as well. We'll share it on the uh, on the brand social. We'll share it on the brand Instagram. social. Yeah, yeah. So that's, um... I better do a likey sherry thing, and I. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I do want to. Let me okay. just think of something quickly. Hold on. Don't edit this out. Leave. I want you to leave the entire thought process in there. Right. <laughs> so let me look. Right, let's think about this. Like, just, just for the listeners, when he was talking about killing animals, um, there was no thought process behind that. It just. It just, it just happened, happened. Yeah. But now I'm having to put a little bit more like. <laughs> thought process into it because not 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 to say something what well, is to say something original i have to think about what i've already said so i'll also try mm. and have a slightly different theme as well um okay i need everyone to like like and share uh because it's the equivalent of me saying to me and the listener not saying to you when we're moving a box all right. So let's think about <laughs> let's think about this podcast as a box. The podcast is a box, right? We're carrying it 
through a hallway, through a doorway, whatever. If we as co-hosts say to me, listener, what do you say? What's in the fucking box? <laughs> What's in? There's not seven, mate. What's in the box to you? <laughs> so let's to me to you on this, right? We've done the to me. All you have to do is the to you. So we've done the to me. You do the to you. If the Chuckle Brothers can do it for thirty years, you guys can do it for one episode of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, isn't it? Are you? Are you, um, are you calling the uh, listeners lazy? No, no slacking. That was the other thing that guy said on the Chuckle Brothers, wasn't it? <laughs> he wasn't. You know, he was one of the brothers. Mm. He was one, uh, one of the other. There's like four of them, but two of Fucking them look alike, and the other two look eyes. alike. Oh, I love them. <laughs> I love them. I'd love to have met yeah. whichever one it was that died before he died. Oh, yeah. Was it's, he the taller one? Was he a little one? I think he was the little one. It's much harder to meet someone after they've died. I find, as a general rule. I mean, you can always dig them up. Yeah, it's not really... They're not really great conversationalists. <laughs> they're a bit quiet. I mean, admittedly, generally, I do do most of the, <laughs> most of the conversing when they're, uh, you know, when it's happening, but I'd like to, I'd like some feedback. Mm. So, yeah. So we're, we are to meing, and the listeners are going to be to youing. Let's just not forget that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff right uh so today yeah yeah we've got uh we've got tom from altus on today who uh he was a guest recommended to us very early on in in your tenure by uh second episode uh, second or third episode i was in yeah i think so Mm. yeah recommended by um by joe at house of skeleton i think they've done a like a pop-up collab and stuff like that it's uh yeah cool stuff uh mixing a bit of a running community with streetwear um but yeah all right let's get to him in there we go can you hear me yeah i can hear you oh good okay yes we're good to go happy days (laughs) how's things mate Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Pav. Nice to meet you, mate. <laughs> You've been speaking to Darcy, obviously. <clears throat> yeah, um, good to meet you both. I mean, it's sort of flipped between the pair of you, I think, on social and emails and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, no, to... uh, have you spoken to me? I don't think we've spoken. No, I, ju- I just pretend uh, I'm Pav. I do. <laughs> <laughs> When he I'll wants do... to say something offensive, he's me. Yeah, the, yeah, the, aggressive, the aggressive emails from me as Pav. <laughs> I must lose track of it. So, yeah, good to meet you both. And you, mate, and you. And you, mate, and you. <coughs> so, how's things? Uh, how's everything going? All right, yeah. Just plodding on. Just trying to keep everything ticking over, really. Um, obviously, Altus isn't my day job. It's a side hustle, which... Um, I imagine there's a lot of brands out there which are in a similar position to myself. So just trying to spin plates really, but enjoying it and it's going well. What about yourself? How are things going for both of you? I haven't printed for a week because I, when we, no, when we got off the podcast last week, we had an episode last week and we got off and I had to go and finish a massive job that I'd started that day. And, uh, 
it was literally the last the last last print of that run and i was using my favorite squeegee my favorite wooden squeegee for doing a little little chest print and it's like one of these old like dark wood like really like quite a beautiful little thing and the fucker snapped on me and it snapped clean in half and then a shard of wood went right from my finger and back out the other side um so i haven't printed for a week i'm hoping i'm hoping to get back into it <laughs> next week Really? Yeah, the recovery process. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I'm sort of scared to go in there. I'm a bit, a bit harrowed by it all, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I imagine PTSD. You're attached to. There's a bit of emotional. There was a blood fucking as everywhere well. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not good. No. Uh, Darcy's been a busy boy as well, haven't you, mate? We're just telling the listener yeah. about him. He's moving his, uh, moving his studio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not fun. Don't ever do it. Uh, I've recently just moved house and that's enough oh, to sort of like horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? Away from moving anything um mm. ever, ever again. So yeah, pain in the arse, I can imagine. Yeah. You know what would be an amazing business, right? Is if you could I know obviously movers exist. Right? Yeah. I know that I know they exist as a thing, but if they could just come in and like walk around your entire house, right? And oh. then they go, Yeah, cool, we'll do everything. And they literally if they just came in and yeah. Fucking, you like you took all like your really valuable shit or anything that might break. So you had like maybe a car's worth of stuff, and they just came in and fucking threw everything else in boxes. Yeah, like, and then moved everything for you, and then unpacked at the other end. I'm sure if you paid enough money, that. somebody would do that. Yeah, you reckon? Uh, do yeah. You know what? It's 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 pretty it's pretty mad. Like my missus and I, we moved from a flat into a house thinking that we'd have all this space because, you know, yeah. one bedroom <laughs> was like, oh, we won't have much stuff. And, like, we've pretty much filled the house. And I'm like, how have we done this? How did we go from a one-bedroom flat with everything in it to virtually no space in a house now? It's, yeah. Mm. Do you, it do you get it when you when you go on holiday and it's like, and you go there with your suitcase and it's kind yeah. of like, you have to expect to, like, lose stuff while you're out there and everything. But you come out, come back with about three times more than you fucking yeah. went there with. And it's just like... How has this happened? Having I haven't like, bought anything. One pair of shorts for the full week as well, or literally yeah. just the same t-shirt recycled <laughs> a couple of nights in a row. I hate yeah. pa- I hate packing loads of stuff. I will pack yeah. whatever the minimum amount of shit I need to wear for the week is. I will take that and then I'll half it. The only yeah. thing I won't do that with is pants. Because for some reason I've got this weird thing where I have to take double the amount of pants the amount of days I'm out somewhere just in oh, case yeah. I shit myself two times every day for the week that I'm on holiday. got to prepare for everything. Yeah. You start like, oh, well, I'm going on holiday. I might have a few beers. You never know. Oh, well, so, stranger yeah. things about I mean, I've, I've shit myself on holiday plenty of times, but never, yeah. t- never, never twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say I can't say I ever have, but I still pack as if I'm gonna. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's <laughs> best, to be, best to be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah when it comes to underwear, there, you know that you can't take too much underwear. I don't think. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. And socks as well, actually. Yeah, socks. Socks are. Hmm. I'm quite happy to wear a same pair of pants two days on, like if I'm camping or whatever. I'm quite happy yeah. to do that. I, I draw the line at socks. There's something about socks, like. Lieutenant Dan from um from uh what's that Tom Hanks film? Forrest Gump. He was yeah. right about the socks. Hundred percent right about the socks, Lieutenant. And uh, the irony of him now not having any legs as well. Like that's not lost on me. But, yeah. 
Oh, just to <laughs> jump in quickly, my son's a bit ill at the minute, so if I shoot off for a minute or two, yeah, I'm not, no worries. I, I'm not ducking out. I, I will be back. I'll let uh, Pav Karen chat. In. But, when that um, when that happens, we we are we've given carte blanche to just slag Darcy off. Like we can just make shit up about him because it because he won't hear it about it until the edit. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's true. He went off yeah. once and I told a joke and sang a song. <laughs> but he didn't know, it, was, but... it was it was like two hours into this fucking really long pod we did as well, and uh, yeah, so it, it took that long to get to it, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on here, man?" Like, <laughs> yeah, you thought you were losing so, it, didn't you? Bless you. Yeah, genuinely. I mean, it spiced it up a bit, which was a uh, quite nice, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you want to give us a little intro to, to you and your brand, mate? Yeah, absolutely. So brand's called Altus. Um, it's been a concept for quite a while, really. Um, without going into like too much detail into the backstory and like everything, because we could be here for quite a while. It used to be a club night when I was at university with a couple of friends, okay. very much a music focused type of thing. And it's sort of uh, we basically designed and shipped out a few t-shirts as part of like the marketing push for the for the night um but that all stopped when we graduated back in like 2015 um and I thought Do you know what I want to carry this on see where it goes the the lads who I was doing it was like with they were happy for me to sort of crack on and develop it as I saw fit and since then it took me about five years to um really get myself into gear and like you know make what <laughs> turn it into what I wanted it to be really so it, it sort of it started out in 2020 like a bit of a lockdown baby I imagine there's you know there's a lot of other brands out there that just thought fuck it let's go for it you know what better time than now um and it was still focused on the music but as time has progressed I've sort of moved into sort of other areas in which um I feel like I can sort of like practice what I preach, if that makes sense, so I can properly live it. So at the moment... Authenticity is a word you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll I'll probably touch on this later on in the pod, but it started out as like focused on music, but it's developed into like a brand which is inspired and takes influence from like quite a number of areas that um, I really like. So uh, running, sportswear, culture and photography are, are three of the other like key influences and stuff so the focus for the last year has been like um running and um sort of sort of sportswear really so some performance products and then just some general casual wear um but i've only just got to a point now with altus where i'm kind of like really proud of what i'm putting out um so yeah that's a very quick whistle stop tour i guess awesome it's quite a it, it, it's quite a mix of stuff, isn't it? But in a really cool way. Like I was, I was like, yeah. I went quite deep on your Instagram, and you can you can actually genuinely see like a progression, a progression. from yeah. yeah, from yeah. one thing to another. And yeah. um, but it, it but it doesn't. It's there's no. It's not disingenuous. Like it just it just you can yeah. see like it's an interest, and that's that's the next thing that 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 the brand is sort of forming into, or the next thing that you're taking on as, as to form part of it, which sort yeah. of makes sense because no one does. No one does one thing and just enjoys one thing and, and doesn't do anything else. Yeah, well, th- do you know what? This is, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, um, it's a funny thing that you'd said there in that like you've gone through like Instagram. I was actually really tempted to go back to like the very start and just fucking delete everything. 
and like mm-hmm. completely start afresh. And then I thought, do you know what? Like brands develop, ideas 100%. Develop. Yeah. Why get rid of something that's like pretty much part of the journey? So I just mm-hmm. left it. Um, but the reason I'd sort of moved away from completely music focused to where the brand is now is just um, it wasn't something that I saw myself doing on a day-to-day basis in that like I couldn't, you know, practice what I was preaching necessarily. I'm, you know, I used to DJ at uni. I'm not a DJ anymore. Um, but if I'm, you know, going out for a run or going to train or something like that, I've all, I'm always listening to music. So I thought the two could combine quite nicely. And that's what I'm trying to achieve at the moment. Um, and then obviously like the photography element is just something that I do all the time and have exercised through um, shoots and stuff at the brand. So um, yeah, it's... I think I think that's sort of why you're, you've got quite a, it's quite unusual when mm. you see these like sportswear, like gym wear sort of clothing brands. They generally, they go for like a really sort of hard edged, like, focused design yeah. ethic and whatever whereas yours because it's come from the music side of things you've got it's a lot more play, I mean even your logo for example it's a lot more playful than you mm. may, than maybe most people would think to do for, yeah. for, for that so we, we, I think it really works in your favor because it you look at it and you go oh that's so refreshing not to see yeah. something that's like attack this like it's not yeah it, 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 it's not a I don't know how, be, how best to describe it it's not a hard-edged thing it's like yeah absolutely and I, I, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to achieve in that like there's a lot of I, I sometimes look at like sportswear brands and that type of thing has been quite elitist and like you know 100%, yeah. sort of not really the most inclusive of, of um, sort of brand ethos that surrounds that so say for instance some brands you look at and you think well I'm not like a fucking I'm not an athlete so I'm not going to wear that mm. that's not necessarily what I'm looking to to put out you know it's it's one of those things where I want to be able to sort of like create just pretty relaxed, casual wear that can be used for, for both sides of training, you know, casual wear, just anything. Um, and again, at one point I was like, is that a bit too like broad for, for like, you know, to not like pigeonhole myself into something and just really focus on it. But um, I don't think it's a bad thing really. I you don't think I don't think it's broad in the way you think it is, though. Because yeah, yeah. What what other people have done is they've become very focused. Yeah, and absolutely. they're missing out on everything. So you're you're, you're broad in maybe your influence, but it just yeah. doesn't doesn't mean you're not narrow on what you're on, on your intention and what you're doing. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting, really. I've spoken with um, you've had Joe on from. Yeah, Pasadena. great guy. Yeah. A really nice guy. I've known Joe for a while now, so shout out to Joe and House of Skeleton for putting this review. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just sort of like we've got to a stage now where we just like sound off to each other and like check out how each other are doing and sort of you know creative process that type of thing. And I think Joe's very much similar to me in that he just makes stuff that he would wear, mm, like, yeah. and it's not necessarily for a specific like. There's part, there's products of mine that are specifically performance, but then there are other products that I just think, do you know what? I like that. I'd fucking wear it. I'm going to create that and put it out. And I've done polls and all this sort of stuff and tried to do as much market research as possible. But sometimes I've just gone with my gut and that's performed the best on <laughs> in terms of like revenue and stuff like that. So, well, the way you got to think about the... it is like Nike and Reebok and Adidas, they don't just make running trainers, they don't no. just make shit for exercising, they also yeah. make cool trainers. Like, yeah, yeah. 
absolutely. Mm. I mean, I'm never, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm never going to compete with some of like the the heavyweights of like the sports world and stuff like that. But you I never think, know. Well, yeah, you never know. This might be the catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think at the moment I've got to a stage where like rather than looking outward for inspiration, I've just started to look inward at what I like. And um, I fell into the trap right at the start of Alter. So sort of like looking at competitors and been like, oh shit, that's really cool. I'd love to be able to recreate that. Can I do it in my own way? And it got to the point where I was just like not really happy with what I was putting out. So the rebrand and the refocus just helped me um, realign everything that I was doing and start to be able to put out stuff that I really like and can feel proud of. That's good. I mean, we've had this, we've had this in other episodes before where it's, it's all about authenticity. Yeah. And people, I mean, if you, if you're not enjoying it yourself, I mean, yeah. if, if you're, if you're a massive global brand, that's very difficult to have. Like, you know, you, you can't have one person, one person might run the whole thing, but you can't be one person's vision. That's just not how it's going to operate like that. But, you know, the, the sort of scale you're at, I think it's the only way you can operate and really be yeah, 100%. successful in this space. People aren't daft as well. Like no, not at all. To, like, it's pretty transparent these days, isn't it, with like social media and people only have to do so much digging to sort of see if it is genuine or not. So, you know, that the, there might have been like stuff that I've put out that people thought, fucking hell, that looks like he's just looked at something else and gone, I like that, I might try recreating some some sense. But that's not the case anymore at all. And um, I sort of, I'm pretty happy with the direction things are moving in. So, yeah, it's all good, I guess. Awesome. Is it my go to ask have? a question? I don't know, I think it's me. I think it's me. <laughs> We have got like questions. We sort of loosely weave them in, but sometimes yeah, yeah. we sometimes we forget who's asked the previous question. So, <laughs> well, I've I've completely forgot to ask that question because I was. I think I think it was me because I was out the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you you said about um it started off as a as a club night. Is that where the name Altus comes from, or is there like a uh, uh, a born yeah. more story to so, it? The, I mean Altus for like broad terms, and um someone's probably going to like. So this isn't actually what it means. But back in the day, back at uni, um, we was doing a little bit of research into like some Latin words and stuff like that. And altus actually means like deep or well-rooted. Um, mm. And don't ask me why. It was just something that sort of like really resonated with myself and the, the three friends who were hosting the club night. So we just went with that. It was pretty short. We wanted something like, you know, like short and snappy. Mm. Um, and the reason it just sort of, I just stuck with the term alters is because like all the social media com- like platforms are already up and running. So I thought, fuck it, rather than reinventing the wheel, I'll just carry on with alters. I like the name and yeah. Well, it's still, on. it's still, it's still your brand and it's still your baby. Like there's no, mm. there's no reason why it can't do that. And it's not like you, you haven't pigeonholed yourself. Yeah. With, with what you're going to do. I mean, exactly, like yeah. forever. That- like you, you, you've get, actually given yourself, um, a, re- a real big head start because you, you, you've got the freedom to really go in, yeah. in in any direction with it. Well, definitely. I mean, it's not necessarily a word that's like synonymous with any sort of sector or like, you know, genre exactly, of yeah. really. So I guess that's a, a plus side. Um, I have had people like say, oh, what's Alter Suck? Because like the... the <laughs> Alter <Altus> of- UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's Alter Shoot Bear. They're like, oh, right, I've been saying it wrong. I'm like, no, it's just... Uh, Alter <laughs> So yeah, Oh, brilliant! Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so Darcy just stepped out of the room. You missed the funniest bit. You, yeah, yeah. sorry, I've I've not been in this podcast much so far. Let's no, you haven't. No, I've been to, getting to, out of bed. To, <laughs> Tom, Tom's had people like because he's Altus UK. He's had people asking him what's Alta suck. <laughs> the second time for me oh hilarious yeah. oh I love that is that. so good i think I, I think that's a bit of fun though i like that i think that's brilliant oh yeah 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 it's usually you know when you get them spam accounts on like instagram or something like hello dear oh, uh, yeah. Like, oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello they should know hello, now hello dear sir slash madam mm. yeah exactly not not the one then not the one at all when you put up a person it's like promote it on this like yeah, the, the, the promoted <laughs> bots are my least favourite. Yeah, thing. this is not the engagement I was looking for. Surprising. You know what's always really funny is, like, I try and put up um, pictures and posts about fuck-ups I've made as well, like, generally. And I don't ha- I don't put many up because I don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But, well, you know, on the few posts I do, there's always like, oh, promote this on this. And I'm like, the one thing I'm not going to fucking do is promote a fuck-up I've done. Exactly. it's fun for people that already know me and already in my sphere but I'm not going to be like hi 5 million people look at this complete balls up I made of this t-shirt we, uh, <laughs> we, we've started getting them on the uh, on the podcast uh, Instagram account and they always like comment on the uh, on the posts and they're like yeah. oh I've sent you sent you a message like they'll send you a bullshit message it's like promote it on here or blah 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 whatever um, and then they'll comment on the post being like oh hi I've sent you a message. Like I think it's ended up in your in your hidden requests or whatever it's called. And now I just reply every time I reply, and I'm just like, and now it's in the bin. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I can't really do it with nice. the brand, but with the podcast, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> how do you make any money like doing that? I don't. Oh, I don't know. No idea. I should probably start being a bit more ruthless. I'm like, oh, mm. don't worry, thanks. So I just ignore him. Probably start telling them to fuck off, and then they might not mm. come back. I'm, I'm, I'm generally not rude to them because they're just people do, trying to do a job. You know, I'm not. I'm not like I'm, yeah. I'm, gen- I'm not rude to telly, like telly call, telly sales, or whatever it is either. I'm, gen- <laughs> I'm generally, generally quite polite to them unless they start getting annoying, and I'm like, no, no, you can fuck off. But generally, like they, they're, 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 just, they're just people, aren't they? Like you have to sort mm. of. I, I keep getting a letter sent to my house because this is where Downcast is registered as a limited company. And it's from this fucking accountant. And I must have had, in the last three or four months, I must have had 12 letters from him trying to get us to go with them for our accountant. I'm just like, literally, you haven't had a reply from us. Take the hint, yeah. Stop fucking sending letters. So I'm tempted to write return to sender on one of them and on the back just write, fuck off. They're, um, <laughs> um, it must be costing a fortune. Yeah, I know. Because you're not the only person they're doing fucking that to, stupid. are you? Yeah. Fucking stupid. Uh, Do you get much hate mail, Darcy? <laughs> yeah do you get much only from you i was gonna say <laughs> i do send it so I'm, i hope it's getting through <laughs> it shit in a box <laughs> oh. i did oh. i did oh. say, I, I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast before there was someone who wound up a printer friend of ours um and he sent a message around basically saying this person's wound me up like I recommend you don't deal with him if he if he comes to you for printing. 
and I found out the guy's address and sent him the biggest, fattest uh, glitter bomb that money could buy. <laughs> like, like he, I've, I've never met the guy. Like, <laughs> even thinking about it now, because obviously I, I don't know when he got it, when he opened it, what happened. Like he, he would be like, "Where the fuck has this come from? Like who have I wound up?" <laughs> Just out with myself. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> the police are going to be after you now. <laughs> I did a not something similar, but uh, I don't think I've said this on the pod before, and I wasn't going to up until now, but it's relevant. Um, so I set up a a, a fake uh, email address and Instagram account, and spammed <laughs> one of our printer friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to mention um, who it yeah. is? Yeah, it was Paul from Humane. Paul from I'm Humane I'm not going to say what the uh, the 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 pseudonym <laughs> is or the email address because I might use it again in future for, yeah. for somebody else when they fuck me off. Um, not that Paul annoyed me; it was just one of those days, and I just wanted to take my anger out on him. Um, and yeah, because obviously I, I sent him a genuine quote request, but it was such a ridiculous request. It was one of those ones. It's like, is this fucking real? But because it was a quote request, he had to reply, and I was just like, <laughs> I kept it going, and it's oh, it was so good. And he was messaging me at the same time, and he was like. Please tell me, is this you? He I'm messaged like, no. me. He messaged me and said, Pav, is this you? And I was like, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're not going to oh, be one, I, felt, I felt really guilty. So I did end up telling him. Pav was like, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> I'd, I'd still be doing it now. I'm a, I'm a terrible <laughs> human. Like, if, it, if, if, you're, if you're a stranger, I will treat you like the nicest person in the world. The second I know you, I'm basically a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, nice to cold callers, but then to your friends, <laughs> anything goes. That's, that's, how you know, that's how you know I like you, if I, like, you know, if I rude to you and send you weird shit in the post. <laughs> in, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the, the good ones are the ones who stick around as well, so. Yeah, exactly. And the, the once, the other, really, once the other ones really, become strangers really again, I can be nice to them. for friendship. Yeah. You've got to be desperate to be my friend, I think. <laughs> Oh, oh right get back on track a little bit um so kind of back back onto altus then obviously you've had a little bit of a journey and kind of changes mm-hmm. in like your style and everything so yeah. far like what are your kind of plans to move the brand forward like because it's as you said it's it's obviously your <clears throat> i guess your side hustle sort of thing like is yeah. there anything you're actively doing to i guess put the wheels in motion to make altus like i don't know more than that i guess more than yeah, just a side I mean, hustle. It's it's one of those where I was in a bit of a catch twenty two um in like previous months gone by and that um I think I could because it wasn't necessarily like costing me money like having to pump into it because you know from previous releases the capital was there for future products and that type of thing. It it didn't make me like it got to a point where it was like so manageable. Um, alongside my full-time job that I kind of, I don't know if I got complacent or what, but I wasn't like pushing it as much as I maybe could have to see where it could go. But I think one of the catalysts that has sort of, you know, really like spared me on was last year I ran um, like a bit of a charity release. So I donated 50% of proceeds to um, Alzheimer's Research UK, like a charity close to home. Um, And... I designed like a, a long sleeve uh, running top, the run club long sleeve that you'll see on the site. Um, 
raised like close to 500 quid for charity, uh, shipped a load off all over the world, had orders from God knows all over America, Sweden, Spain. Oh, so it went down really well. Um, and that was kind of like the main thing that sort of made me think, shit, this could be more than a side hustle at some point if I sort of keep this momentum. And it was the first real performance, sort of sportswear performance release that I'd actually, you know, dip my toe into, uh, into the water. And I thought, you know, this is probably something that I need to concentrate on and move forward with. So yeah, that was the catalyst for like the sort of sportswear running side of things. And um, since then, a lot of the products have been quite performance focused. So there was the Run Club Run Invest. Um, there's the Strat, the Pace Socks. I've got like um, a performance mid-layer half zip coming out on Friday. Um, and I think moving forward, it's kind of, it's not my ambition to ever, um, you know, you know, to, to quickly sort of like move this from a side hustle to a full-time thing. Cause I've, I've yeah. got to be realistic. Like things cost a fucking fortune these days, as we all know, like pr prices of just the smallest runs of products have like gone through the roof now. So I think if I was been like a bit of a dreamer, I'd love to have, I'd love it to be like a shop, you know? Um, but for the time being, I just think, um, taking it step by step and moving product by product is the most feasible way for me to keep the momentum that I've gained over the last couple of years. So, would you consider like, like a market stall or something similar? Yeah, like a, I know you've done, you've done pop-ups, haven't you, with Joe? Yeah, is that right? I've, I've done pop-ups. I mean, like moving forward, like I'm really, I'm really keen to sort of like put a real focus on like proper tangible stuff. So, you know, like face-to-face -face things, move away from the whole concentration on like social media run a few pop-ups. Um, I've got some um, discussions in the pipeline at the moment to potentially set up like a bit of a, an actual run club or like a race night at one of the local tracks and like give prizes cool. and stuff like that. But that's like very, very early days. I've got a couple of friends who are like, like bang into the running, like PTs and that type of thing. But there's all sorts of stuff I want to do. It's just um, finding the time to like sit down with other people and, um, see what we can collaborate on because I think Joe said in his podcast is very much one of those people who like realize he's not an expert in that particular field and go source help mm. in the yeah. past I've fallen foul have been completely the opposite in that um, I'm like no this is my baby I need to do everything myself like I need to sort of like I think you most know. people have at some point though that's the thing like especially yeah, when it comes to absolutely. brand ownership it's that I think the whole thing with brand ownership is you kind of you learn as you go. Yeah. Like there's no there's regardless of what any of these fucking experts out there say, marketing experts yeah. or brand Definitely. experts or all this, whatever say, there's no fucking handbook for it. Mm -hmm. There's no like yardstick for success. Like no. you know, it's every single brand is different because every single brand owner is different and everybody yeah. has like their own ambitions and their own um sort of motivations for for why they wanted to start a brand in the first mm -hmm. place you know so yeah. it's like you know i've said before like, on this pod like i've made plenty of fucking bad decisions mm -hmm. um and decisions that have ended up costing me a lot of money like yeah. you know and a lot of time and a lot of stress and stuff um not specifically from the, the brand side i've also done that with the screen printing side of the business as well so you know but that's 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 a separate yeah. business essentially but it's like when it comes to brand stuff it's like sometimes i think you do just have to like dip your toe in and kind of 
absolutely you know, yeah see how it goes i guess like you know you'll soon know if you're like if you've got a a talent for something i think when you when you first or, or even you know you don't even have to be good at something to start doing something all you've got to be able to do is throw a shitload of time at something yeah that's that, that's always been my thing I, you, you can you can substitute expertise with time because time eventually becomes that so if yeah. you've got shitloads of time then you're all right if you yeah. haven't then you need to find an expert absolutely i think that's one of the main reasons that i've shifted the brand in the direction that i have because i am able to now like properly live it on a day-to-day basis and it's not even like an effort to me so um you know it incorporates like a number of passions of mine um whereas previously it was just completely focused on one area that you know was you know like a passion of mine but there was other influences and stuff so by making that switch it's just been able it's 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 a lot like you say it feels more genuine it's a lot it flows nicely I'm able to sort of like talk about it and you know um collaborate easier because it's something that I'm like properly proud of but just on like the collaboration side of stuff I think pop-ups and that type of thing are, are definitely a goal for me of the next year um I've spoken with Joe on numerous occasions about potentially setting something up together again because you know aside from it being successful last time it was just a good laugh we had a great time we had a good crack I mean I went all the way down to Leicester from Manchester and you know shout to Joe again because 90% of the people who came to the pop-up were all his mates and it was a it was just a really good day really good um evening and stuff and if we can do it in Manchester, great. If there's somewhere, you know, that I need to travel to, then so be it. I was, I got a lot out of it. Just like, you know, moving away from the social media side of stuff and actually being able to like speak to customers and properly put faces to names and stuff was really good. And like, I'm trying to do that more in like the whole process side of stuff. So even like picking up the phone and speaking to a screen printer rather than just emailing them. Yeah, it just, yeah. It goes like so much further. You can I know go, I appreciate that more than an email. Yeah, I I do. I do too. I like I like having a chat with people and kind of fight. Yeah. A A you get to the point fucking quicker because yeah. you're not having to go like, oh, can you send me your artwork and what yeah, quantity yeah. is he looking for and what kind of print placement, blah blah blah. It's like, and then secondly, you get to connect with them on a human level. Yeah, and kind of when they realize that it's like you're not a robot like you know i'm not i'm not placing an order with amazon sort of thing yeah like that's that's really nice i mean especially for us i mean we do a lot of local business mm. um so it's like it's it almost feels a bit like unnatural dealing with kind of like local yeah. businesses over email because i'm not having a connection with them yeah. and then the local stuff that we do most of the time i'm actually delivering it so then i turn up and they're like oh you're your email guy <laughs> <laughs> email guy the world's shittest superhero <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Mr. No, like, ampersand yeah. <laughs> I mean in terms of just like business decisions following on from that first conversation it's been like invaluable in that I've just been able to you know once the relationship's formed I've been able to pick up the phone and just ask a simple question like yeah. how would that look if I was to run like a jumper with a puff print on or you know, mm-hmm. is there something that you could recommend? Should this logo be embroidered or screen printed or what are your thoughts on this? And like, you know, ultimately the product's better than in the end if you're getting actual, like yeah. better opinion. And if mm-hmm. it's just over email, you know, context isn't there and that type of shit. So it's, it's also been good. costing you less money because if you were trying to do that yourself, going back to oh, that, yeah. you would fuck up so many garments yeah. and waste so much time. Like, it's not yeah, to say yeah. you can't do it in future, but you're sort of, you're, you're gaining knowledge 
from, from, from your printer. It's only going I've to set you up for well. success in the future. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been blessed as well that like the screen printers who I've spoken to have actually like been willing to give me this advice and actually mm. not just looking for me to spend money with them and they're like giving me advice. So, I mean, I had a, I had a chat with um, a couple of screen printers on two different products and I was like, look, I'm looking to do this. Do you think it looked look better than that? And they was like, not really, mate. We think it'll look shit. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that, that's some great advice. I asked them why. And they said that they didn't think it'd stand the test of time through washing and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, do you know what? Like, fair play. They could have just said, yeah, I could have paid an invoice. They could have banged it out. I could have shipped out products to customers three or four washes later. I'd have had complaints. So, mm. fair play. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And then the screen printer's response is going to be, well, you should have sold us that straight away. Exactly. But and that's, no, that's fucking impossible. Like, I mean, exactly. we, we get the flip side of it as, as, as screen printers. And like, you know, I really appreciate, like, I know you're obviously not having that conversation with us two, you're having it with your printers, mm. but like just from kind of like an industry kind of standpoint, like I really appreciate that yeah, because it makes our lives so much easier um but it's you know we we get the flip side of it where we get brands coming to us and we'll like say like you know maybe maybe not in the sense of oh i think it's going to look shit but <laughs> like what about if you did it this way and they're like yeah, no yeah. i want it this way and then we go well but this might happen or this might happen it's like don't care it's all right yeah. and then they come yeah. back and it's like oh this happened it's like well we told you this fucking yeah. like six months ago like you know it, it's a two-way thing isn't it and i mean hmm. I mean, don't quote me on that. They didn't say it's shit. That was just for, you know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, you know, whoever I've spoken to have been great. I mean, I've spoken to Danny from Flipping Sweet Print Co. Oh, he's a wicked great guy. guy. I love Danny. Yeah, really, really knowledgeable fella. I mean, I've not spoken over the phone with him like loads. We've done a bit of emails, but previously he's helped me out a lot. Um, old Elton's been really helpful. Connor, oh, good old Uncle J Jack. Jack. Yeah, Jack, Jack and Connor <laughs> are very good friends of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah guys, really, really good. They've guys. both been on the pod. <laughs> yeah, really good guys. So they're help. They're you know I'm working with them on my next release, the uh, performance oh, nice. half set. So looking forward to getting that sorted. I've got some samples coming um, at the moment. So yeah, very nice. They'll look after you, those boys. They're the dogs' yeah, bollocks. They are really, really good guys. I mean, I've you know, I had multiple conversations with Connor over the phone and he can't help you enough. So I think that's the reason why I'm just looking to sort of veer away from this sort of virtual world that we're all living in and just go back to actually mm. speaking to people and meeting people uh, face to face. Those guys would definitely appreciate that. Connor's fucking hilarious. Like he we we were <laughs> we were up at the up at the printware show with him. We went out for dinner and that. And um one of the Hang on, Pab, awesome. before, 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 before you get into this, Pab, did you feel like Conan was going to tell you off every five minutes? No. <laughs> but no, I, I, I can or, never tell you. Maybe not tell you off, but shoot you down. I'm shit. I'm dead, I'm, Pab. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm shit at reading. I'm probably, I'm shit at reading people. So, like, and he's very, very deadpan. Yeah. Bless him. That's, that's just, just, like, his, I better that's not just... say anything stupid because I'm going to get a deadpan Conan response. It's just, it's just his Asian <laughs> upbringing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, um, oh, but he, for fuck's sake. someone asked him a, one of the reps asked him a question and he was like what do you think of this and he was like fucking shit mate <laughs> literally like, <laughs> like, didn't go oh it's not really for us it's not those things like no i think it's crack i don't yeah, like yeah. it and, like, oh. and the guy was like 
Fair. Oh, like, what do you, what <laughs> do you say you to that? To that? Yeah. <laughs> Turn around and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I, I was t- I was talking to one of the reps about something there about um I was complaining I won't say who it was but I was complaining about their website and I said it's it's like it worked okay but now it's it's virtually unnavigatable on a mobile phone now and mm. if I'm buying stuff generally I'm in the studio I haven't got a computer in there I just whip out my phone and buy stuff whatever and I was like why is this and he was and he was telling me there was a reason for it and it it probably was a very good reason and he probably like did tell me. And but he didn't get to the point very quickly, and Connor's like, "Yeah, but it's shit. Just tell us why it's shit." Like, <laughs> I'll take that as um, as you're working on it. Like, <laughs> I fucking love uh, him. He's brilliant. Luckily, he's never been like that with me. So no, no, he's, he, he's cool. He's, he's such a. He wasn't being horrible. I, don't, he wasn't I, being horrible I, I mean that in the loveliest possible way. Oh yeah, well. yeah. I, I, re- I really, really do. It's just I don't. I don't have it in me to be like that. Just like um, what's the word? A little bit like forthright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's is that a nice word or is that a bad word? No, I think you can be forthright. Yeah, yeah. I have I have my moments yeah. of being forthright. Like, <laughs> we, we all do, I think. So every now and again, you got to be like, "Fuck you, that shit. Yeah. I ain't doing it." Like, <laughs> I just not. I, I I get to the point where it's like I get so stressed with something that I just don't fucking end up like exploding at people, and I'm yeah. just like, just fuck off now. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that comes from a point of just not actually really being that fussed about not not from a, a a bad customer service point of view, but like not being upset about worrying other people because you know you're being authentic. Like yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're being like, no, yeah. I, I I I don't think this is what I just don't agree with it. Like, and it's not like it's not being rude. It's just that's yeah. not it doesn't doesn't align with doesn't align with me. So that's simple as that. Done. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Anyway, hi to hi to Jack and uh, and, and Connor. Well, <laughs> Hello, you get will get round to listening to this in six months' time. <laughs> oh, Jack, Jack won't because Jack doesn't fucking listen. No, I know he doesn't. He does every now yeah. and again, I think, doesn't he? Well, so we can bitch about Jack speak, for all we like, and he'll listen to it in about a year's time. And like, oh, those guys weren't very nice to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I should be speaking to him in the next week or so, so I'll I'll give it give it a plug. Well, so no, yeah, say listen. say um say you've been speaking to Pav. And say, Pav says you're a cunt. <laughs> Every, I, I've always find creative ways to call him that. I'll pass the message on. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> He'll probably uh, give you a discount if you say that. He might do. Well, yeah. He might do. Can you imagine if that was a discount code on his website? <laughs> you had to type it in. Plus, <laughs> say, if you don't give me a discount, Pav said you're a cunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do exactly that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh bless him. Oh, brilliant. Oh. Brilliant. Is it my go? Yeah, go for it. Oh, so this is actually excellent timing for this next question. So mm-hmm. regards to your, your garments and, and with each garment you have, um, what are your decoration methods you're using for these? Um, uh, yeah, basically, how, how, are you, how are you choosing to adorn them? um what in terms of like the production process or yeah yeah um, what 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 route have you gone presumably screen printing but is there anything yeah so i mean i've kind of i've veered between screen print and um embroidery so i've put out some like some casual shorts which are embroidered logo previously all my caps are like embroidered um i've not done some headwear for a while actually but um screen print is probably the one that's been used the most 
um, over you know the last two three years, um, I've I've just got to a point where like you know the likes of Danny and Connor and that type of thing. I'm just happy with the service they're providing. Like the finish and stuff's been really good. Um, the quality of the garment and print and everything's been spot on. So um, I guess I've just thought, look, stick to what I know <laughs> for the for the most part. Um, so yeah. That's well, kind well, of how is how is the one that's on your jumper that you're wearing? Also, because I can just see that's the tip. Of... Isn't it? Yeah, this is just a screen print, one color screen oh, print. So um, we've got like in a neck print as well, custom in a neck print. Um, I'd I toyed with the idea on a couple of the future products with doing like some further, um, some other sort of like. Um, like embroidered designs across the garments. So, you know, like when you get like sleeve cuff embroidery or embroidery on like some of the kangaroo pockets just across the top of it. Um, But I've not got around to doing that. It is expensive, yeah. And I think in terms of like the overall aesthetic, I wasn't sure how much it was adding to it. Um, Mm. In terms of like, you know, the quality and stuff, it really made not much difference in comparison to the cost of, what it would to run per per tee or per hoodie or something like that. But I think a lot of people do notice that sort of thing, but then in the same breath, I think a lot of people don't. It's like well, it's, it's one of those ones it's, it's just thing. it's down to personal <laughs> preference, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. like I don't know. I mean we so we like do neck tags in all of our tees and all that. Like it's it's quite a handy bit in it. Like just uh we talked about this before you came on but we're in the process of moving and kind of this used to be just my stock room and now it's my stock mm-hmm. room and office and i can like look around and it's like oh yeah i've got everything <laughs> around me but Absolutely. um yeah, yeah so, so we like we put in like custom neck tags into like all of our shirts and all that like occasionally do it with hoodies but most of the time i just can't be fucking asked but it's like things like like little like sleeve like embroideries or sleeve yeah. and stuff like they're always something like i think to do it like a later date and it's like yeah it'd oh, yeah, be yeah. quite cool with that actually and i'm like oh this has been released for like three four months now i can't really just start doing it on the ones i've got left over yeah. do you know what i mean yeah like, you can they're, they're, they're limited edition ones <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're also a five or more now yeah that's fine <laughs> and, uh, i mean i would very much like to start adding little you know little bits onto each of the mm. garments and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's just something that i've not been able to exercise at the moment throughout the products that i've done um, i think that's something that you need to scale to as well like it's absolutely it's very right. easy to come straight out of the yeah. gate and go right we're going to do the little hem tags we're going to do stuff mm-hmm. in the nape all this blah blah and that's great like it is amazing it's lovely great little touches for people yeah um but if you're like trying to get people in that shit's going to cost you money and take you time mm. 100%. and, and, and you, you need to focus on what you do first before. and then We've had it before where we've had a, a couple of brands I can think of off the top of my head that have come to us and have still since gone elsewhere to one of the bigger print shops, one of them who does a lot of brands. Pav, you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, Lovely guys. But yeah, that's kind of what they do. And they do like all the kind of like custom rebranding and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they charge a fucking premium for it. 
right yeah. so but we've had people come to us that are starting brand new brands like literally don't have like a social media following don't like barely have a website and stuff and mm-hmm. they come to you and it's like i will want these like seven or eight pound blanks and i want you to take the the, the neck tags out and i want custom neck tags and like I want like a four or five color print and three color back print and two color sleeve print. And I want them bagged and tagged and all this. And yeah. that's just like, by the time you get to that stage, you're looking at like, you know, 20 to 30 pound fucking garments before exactly. it's got to them. And it's exactly. like, and then you go on their website and they're selling them for like 35 quid. It's just like, yeah. you're literally making a fiver out yeah. of all this outlay that you've put together. Like the way I've always looked at it, because obviously I run a screen printing business, but I started up the brand before, before I started the printing business and the way I've always looked at garment releases is unless I can double my money on that Mm. product it's not worth doing it yeah um and I understand I'm I'm a a little bit of a luxury because I print everything myself um, yeah and the stuff that we've done like embroidered um I've some very good links to somebody who does me very good embroidery for yeah not all that much sort of thing um so it's like i get i'm a bit of a luxury but it's, that's always been my mindset like mm. even when i was outsourcing our screen printing in the beginning it's like if i can't double that i'm not doing it yeah which is why a lot of the time we started out with just doing like you know single color screen prints single mm-hmm. location screen prints and stuff and then eventually that expanded um yeah but that also coincided with our product price increases you know yeah we started yeah, yeah. out like when we started out we were like 16 quid a tea <laughs> which we very quickly realized that like printing on earth positive blanks like doesn't leave that much in it for us sort of thing yeah yeah absolutely um and you know and i think we're we're incredibly reasonably priced compared to some brands out there some brands yeah. that i know a aren't producing stuff in house but you know some brands that are producing stuff in house and it's you know it's not mm-hmm. anybody that's been on this pod so i'm not bitching about any former guests <laughs> or anything like that but yeah there's i think there's some brands that i see that kind of i can't really justify how much they're charging because yeah i know the blanks that they're using i yeah. know what print methods they're using and stuff and it's like i know what i charge and i know what other people charge but yeah yeah i've, I've gone off on a fucking tangent there. It's, think... it's funny when you when you sometimes i watch someone's instagram and i can see they've got a t-shirt coming up you know you get these adverts and it's always like someone. It's always a money grab. You can see a hundred. It's a money grab. Mm-hmm. They want. They want to. They want to make a few quid, selling a few t-shirts. They run some ads. They got like five posts, like three followers, whatever. Blah blah. blah. And you always see. They always like rip out the whatever label it is. Invariably, always a cheap get a cheap gilder, not just not a nice gilder, like a cheap one. Yeah. And I can spot them a fucking mile off. I can yeah. spot them a mile off from the cut, from the collar, and from the yeah. shape of the sleeves. And I'm like. Uh, before I even clicked it, I'm like, "That's a cheap Gildan." Yeah, and then obviously they're trying and they hide it from. And they, they can't hide it from us. For it yeah, yeah, and then they're like forty, forty-two quid, and you're Fuck like, right off. "Fucking!" I'm like, "They're not going to sell any," but yeah, it's, 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 it's madness. Oh, it's madness. I, I think like pe- people generally who who aren't necessarily like aware of you know this type of thing would be surprised as to how many like big brands use blanks. Um, oh yeah, you know and again they do sell them for a premium and stuff and i get like you know some to be fair some of the blanks are mint like i've used like yeah. really good quality blanks and stuff but then you look at some brands and you're like like you said that mm. shit i don't know how like i bought yeah, a, I don't know how I they're just 
I've told this story on the pod before, um, but it was I bought a T-shirt from Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And I'm convinced it's a Fruit of the Loom heavy T-shirt. <laughs> Absolutely fucking me. convinced. And how much was it? But it was 45 quid. Fucking hell. Those those blanks cost like if you're buying buying them in the quantities that they're probably buying them, they're probably getting them for about sixty p. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say it's gonna be under a quid. Mm. Crazy. I'll t- tell you what, actually, I've got it outside, and we've talked about this before. The registration on this. Yeah, yeah, go and get it. I've got it. I've got it outside. Hang on, give me a sec. I've... <laughs> right, now he's gone. Let's let's, <laughs> let's slag him off. All right. Um, what what can we say? Because this is the first time I've seen this room of his house because he's not normally in this room. Um, so there's yeah. a Gildan box. I was gonna there's, say. there's a Gildan <laughs> box right behind him. <laughs> there we go. Your your mic your mic's off. Your mic is off. Bollocks. Um, right. So on the blue, I'm hoping the camera picks this up. You see oh that? yeah, I can see it at the top. Yeah, That's the underbase <laughs> all creeping around the top. But it's only on one side and it gets worse. You see on that? There? It's awful. Yeah, that was a fucking 45 mate, quid shirt. Mate, that is a design choice. I, I think you're I think you're being a bit out of order there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's currently a print top. Spin it round. I want to see I want to see, look at the back of the collar so we're not like slagging Good off the actual lot. I want to see the collar. Collar? Yeah. Oh, it's too dark to see it properly. Yeah. It's I'm convinced it's a fruit of the loom. Is it all like scratchy? Yep, and it's seamless. Yeah, it's it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they have their that turned up in the post, and it's it, as a as like a design. It's one of my favourite shirts I own. But I'm like, it's literally like a pajama top. I'm like, I'm not wearing it out. It's uncomfortable. It fits fucking weird. It's like a dress. It like fans out. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. yeah, but you are the shape of a triangle. <laughs> I've got size 84 feet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've oh. got this. Uh, speaking of brands, I've got a Puma jumper on that my mum my bought me for. I've never worn anything Puma, I don't think, in my life. Mum bought me a Puma jumper. Bear in mind, she knows what I do. Like, but she was like, oh, look, I saw this. I thought you'd really like it. And actually, it's got a. Oh, you can't really see on here. It's got a screen printed Puma logo. It's a black Puma. Yeah, yeah. And then. And it is 100% screen printed. I've been over it. You can see it. it definitely is. And it's probably one of the best screen print jobs I've seen on a, on a, mm. on a mass market. I've, I've got a North Face one similar to that. And it's, it's unbelievable. Like, how like, have you got this finish? Yeah, it's, it's like, it almost, it feels like it's been heat transferred on. You know, you get that like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, it's got that texture, but a really nice texture. Mm-hmm. But it's 100%, it is 100% it's screen printed. And I'm like, oh, I want to call up Puma and go, well done. Like, you have you have knocked this out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they don't give a shit about me. I've got 200 followers I've, and no, I've, 10 I've customers. I've got a North Face one that's exactly the same as that. And every time I put it on, I'm just like, how the fuck have they done this? Yeah, I just think they've got loads of money and they just don't use me as a printer. I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> you want lumpy prints, go to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so talk, talk to us a little bit about your design process then kind of where, um, where it, does it, the inspiration come from and kind of what what's your kind of criteria for kind of releasing a product i guess it, it varies really so like i can love a design one day and then absolutely hate it another 
That's just so, being a designer, though, mate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I went through a stage where I was very much into sort of like hand drawing stuff and then using like some Adobe software to see if I could like finish the edges off and that type of thing. Um, and like the logo for Altus is actually like just hand drawn by me. Again, it's, it's really it is wicked. It's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's pretty basic, but like I kind of wanted something that wasn't very like no one could like replicate it because it's me who's drawn it. In, if yeah. that makes sense, it's like, it's like a signature. It's a basically <clears throat> a signature as a drawing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like design process, it very much varies. Like I said, like I'm influenced by like photography um music running that type of thing so um a lot of the designs that i've done previously have been quite sort of varied um but at the moment i'm trying to sort of like narrow it down so the products are a little bit more uniformed um so there's like proper capsules and things like that so uh like the pace socks and the pace hoodie and the stride socks and the stride half zip that's coming out um are a little bit more minimalist in terms of their aesthetic um and i think that sort of again lends itself to the sector that i'm sort of moving into in terms of sportswear and stuff like that but in terms of design like yeah i've been known to just doodle for hours and then sort of use various bits of software to see if i can create some shapes and things like that and then just get up on like uh, illustrator and photoshop and have a play about with it. Um, do you um, do you have a, a background in, in design of any sorts? That's I'm just curious. Um, That's just maybe nosy. Not not particularly. So I did like photography A level when I was you know back in the day at school, and so I got to grips with like various um, design uh, suites in Adobe. So I kind of had like a base knowledge that um, has helped me, I think. But you know, I've just sort of cracked on and tried to learn things myself so there's there's a few like um fonts that i'm using at the moment that are like kind of like graffiti type things that i've been playing around with for some of the releases later down in the year and then i've paired some of those fonts with some like um photographs that i've like half turned out and things like that to keep essentially to keep costs down and sort mm. of have it to like two three color prints for these designs um so yeah, that's kind of the creative process, just sort of like playing around with things. But I'm really, I'm really keen to keep things as uniform as possible moving forward, and then to have sort of like, you know, like not special edition products, but products that are kind of a little bit left field of the uniformity that I've put out over the, you know, X amount of time. Awesome, awesome. You man. got, you got. I, I like your. I mean, I'm particularly taken by your little dude, your little outest guy. <laughs> he reminds me of. Um, you know when you watch those videos of people and they're dancing in the dark but they've got like a, a an led suit yeah, on? I know, yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's like a mixture of that and i'm not sure quite how old you are and i'm not really very football-y but i remember this like vividly the yeah. italia 96 i think it was there was okay. a man and his head was a football and the mm -hmm. rest of his uh, rest of his arms and body were like the italian flag right. made out of squares yeah and it sort of like <laughs> got that that sort of uh, spirit to it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I do know what you mean, actually. So I'm 30, so I will have been around then. Um, very young, but yeah, definitely. I think, do you know, in terms of like moving forward with like plans and stuff, I really want to work with like some sort of like motion graphic designer where we can like have a play around with like this running stick man. And have you seen those like designs where like 
you get like 3D logos and stuff that like move mm. around and shit like that. I'd be well interested to. Uh, you might want you might want to speak to one of our previous guests. Yeah, I know. I was about to say that a guy called <laughs> Slow Knife. Have you heard of Slow Knife? No, no, no. Check him out. I will is, we had him on. <laughs> um, what was it? Cup two or three episodes. Yeah, ago? two or three episodes ago. Awesome, <laughs> awesome bloke. He's um, like he does he does a lot of like like animation stuff yeah. and he does like logo design and illustration he, just, he does 3d does stuff everything. yeah yeah like nice very, i mean very talented like god knows what i'd do with it but i'd just love to be able to sort of like see something like that come to life well um, sometimes you have things like that and you might not necessarily use it straight away you might not use it at all but mm-hmm. in the process of doing it it will probably give you other ideas of things to do. So some, sometimes, cool. sometimes you have to be creative for the. In fact, you should really always be creative for the sake of being creative. Of course, yeah. Not not everything's not everything's going to stick, but the one or two things that do stick when you come out of doing a creative process like that, that's where that's where the value lies. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, definitely. 100%. I think, yeah. I mean, there's loads of stuff that I've been working on at the moment. I do like quite a lot of film photography, and like I think the beauty with that is you know i do it on like a point and shoot camera um and you do you have no idea how things are going to look until you get them developed mm-hmm. and you know pain in the ass because it's expensive as hell at the moment like costs like anywhere from like 15 to 30 quid for a roll of film 15 quid to get it developed so it's not exactly a cheap hobby but there's been a lot of sort of things that i've put out in terms of like artwork design and stuff on especially on social media that has been like massively influenced by film photography so have you ever shot medium format film? Um, no. I recommend it. Again, it's not. I mean, it's relatively cheap to get into film-wise because the cameras are, like, quite cheap. Um, yeah. But it's worth having a go at that. My missus does a bit of medium format, and it's um, it's a bit different. It has a, a different style to it. Like, every photo you take on a medium format camera, it has it somehow, like, injects nostalgia into it. Yeah, you, yeah. You can. T- it's it's sort of Polaroid esque, but not, but nice. not that sort of obviously Polaroid. It's it's just something I can't really describe it. Sort of Polaroid, but not shit. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Say. yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah. it's not you don't you don't get the instant gratification <laughs> you get from a Polaroid. But, yeah, yeah. And it, it, you get a really nice. This is square image, which is obviously quite nice. So your framing yeah. ends up being different anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I bought a medium format camera like three or four years ago. It was like twenty five quid on eBay, and I. Oh, nice. old polish one and i bought yeah. a bunch, bu- bunch bunch of film and every now and again she just takes it out and goes and have a little play of it and it's one of those things yeah. where the the shit of the camera the better because you get all the light leaks in it and it adds all yeah, the characters absolutely. to the origins yeah I'd, I'd recommend having a go you could make no, some I'll really cool images out of that i'll definitely have a look at it i mean i've been using expired film recently so my granddad oh, nice. granddad passed away last year and he was like mad into photography but he had like a lot he used to keep it in his fridge and i so i ended up just like he gifted me some film and I was using film the other day from like the nineties. Um, oh, amazing. And like, like you say, all the light leaks were coming in. There was loads of dust and grains on it, but I love that type of stuff. I thought it looked really yeah, good. Yeah. And, you know, again, I had no idea how it was going to react to the light and that type of thing, but I've still got like quite a few rolls of film. I think the last roll of film I shot was from like 2007. Um, so Yeah. Isn't it okay. hilarious how like there are like plugins on Photoshop and Illustrator, even even Instagram, to whatever. Make stuff look like that, yeah, to yeah. make stuff look like people would actively try and avoid doing in the past. Yeah, like... yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know that's. I mean, 
at one before I had a film camera, I used to like edit my photos to look like they were film, and then I was like, "What am I doing? I'm just I'll just, just get a film camera." Film, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm like you say, I got I think mine was like fifteen quid a fee, but it's just like a Canon sure shot, like nice. point and shoot camera. So you need you can get you can get great great yeah. results out of them. Exactly, really great results out of them. Some other Olympus one, which was like I think it might have even been like my mum and dad's, but yeah, pretty old school you, ones, um, but they're great. Are you ever taking photos like, um, I guess, like almost like model shots or product shots or anything mm-hmm. like that, like for the brand with that then? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, all, the shoot, all the shoots that I do are on the Canon Sure Shot. So, oh, are they? Um, That's amazing. The the difficulty with some of the, the, like the shots that I've done recently is because it's quite like performance running focused, sometimes mm. they are out of focus because it's like, you know, like moving objects, like, I did a shoot for the Run Club racing vest of a couple of my friends, like wearing the hoodies and then the vests and stuff like that. And I got them to like, we went down to like some underpass and like some industrial estate uh, and they were running. And obviously like, it's if you do blur. it, yeah, just blurs and stuff. <laughs> so you're like, shit, I've wasted a roll of film. I didn't know how this was going to look, but. No, you haven't. Like, that's you a great fun. Those that's tops make you run faster. That's that's the selling point. They <laughs> exactly. make you run so you fast, do... <laughs> the camera can't pick you up. Exactly. Yeah, I bet yeah. you could do something really cool with that though, if you if you took it into Photoshop and kind of like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how you'd do it if you kind of rigged it where you're taking two photos at the same time, one with like a DSLR or something like yeah, that, yeah. with like that, and then the other with like an old film camera or something, and almost like combine the two. That I'd be. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know how you do it. I don't know enough about photography to. No, no. Kind of I mean, I've, I can see it I've, in my head. I know what you mean exactly. I have used a lot of the blurred photographs just for mm. you know specific marketing campaigns and stuff like that. But it's great. It's all part of the fun. I really enjoy it, and um, mm. yeah, it's definitely a massive part of the creative process. Altus. I know. You, I know you can be do a that blur sort of thing with like. Um, <laughs> How's that, do that for a sort of thing with like your, your shutter speed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, with some of the like the, some of the cameras that I've used previously, obviously you can play with like shutter speed and mm. aperture and all that sort of stuff. But I think the beauty of the camera that I'm using at the moment is it's literally just like a click of a button, and then yeah. you hope for the best at the end of at the end of like the development process. So yeah, you know, there's a little well, bit of nostalgia there and stuff. I've got a pretty nice. Well, fairly nice. I think it's fairly nice. Anyway, um, DSLR somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Um, to Canon, and it's like you read through like these like instruction manuals, and they're like that fucking thick, and it's like you read about uh, like your shutter speed and your aperture and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I really can't be asked with this. Yeah, just I'm stick just on like, and then click I've, away. I've got enough on my mind with fucking screen printing and fucking design, <laughs> and let alone having to learn photography now yeah. as well. Um, basically uh, photography has always been one of those things that's like really really fascinated me and I always yeah. wanted to learn more and have it as kind of like a hobby but I just don't necessarily like even have the time to like learn it sort of thing Yeah, you know I'm not one of these people that like that I guess feels comfortable like carrying mm-hmm. a camera around all the time yeah. do you know what I mean like there's yeah. something really Darcy cool don't be that. don't be so negative <laughs> I'm not no I'm not being negative at all it was a pun it was a pun it was a pun it's a oh, camera man. pun. Yeah. Come on, come on, focus. <laughs> Get that developed. Um, but it's like a little while ago, I was I was gonna trade mine in for um, I can't remember what, what, exactly what the camera was now, but it was basically like a miniature DL, DSLR yeah. that you can kind of just slot in your your fucking pocket, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
it was like an Olympus. Well, it, yeah. well, it's, it's made to look like an older camera. Basically. Olympus, Olympus pen? No. No. It was, anyway, but I didn't. I wish I had. I mean, I can still do it, but I just haven't gotten around to, to actually figuring it out, just so I can kind of like, it's something I can take with me because mine's quite yeah. bulky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, take, so, I mean, do, I'd, do what I did. I've, I've, I've got loads of cow. I used to do a lot of photography. And I just stopped ca- stopped having any sort of zoom lens on a camera. I've got a fir- mm. I've got a pancake camera, a pancake lens, a little twenty four mil, and I've got a, fi- a nifty fifty. There's I've, only- I've, got, I've got a twenty four and I've got a fifty. I, they're all the only ones I use. The only ones I use. Mm. I'm, I'm, I either yeah. have to get really fucking I mean, close it's to still something. <laughs> quite chunky though. That's the thing. Like mine's yeah. quite slim. Like it's quite like, my my twenty four. It doesn't even stick out past the past the hot shoe on the top. Nice. He's a fucking show off. He's got a huge camera. He's going to get out now. Look. <laughs> For the listener, Darcy is removing a massive dildo That's from a bag. Nice. It's, like, yeah. it's quite a, a chunky thing. It is. Uh, mine's you know, yeah. carrying around. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You know, I want. I know this is um, wishful thinking, but it's like I almost want something that's the size of a smartphone that can kind yeah. of like deliver those kind of results. But I don't yeah. like taking photos on my phone. Like, yeah, yeah. There is a lens you yeah. can buy that's like remote that you charge up and it links to your smartphone and it's got yeah, come no, right. that. yeah so you could literally you could go and put the lens down Probably somewhere the price of a mortgage though i don't <laughs> know how much it is i saw it i saw it was a couple of years ago i've not i've never seen one in the wild so to speak so yeah, that yeah. that that might be the or just get bigger pockets mate mm. yeah. <laughs> buy a buy a buy a fucking bag buy a backpack yeah. <laughs> buy some cargo yeah. pants <laughs> nice no i think um that's probably in terms of like the journey of like starting the design process to then delivering and releasing the product i'd say like shoot day is my favorite part of that obviously i love creating the garment and stuff but when you've actually got the product in front of you on a model and you're out on location like doing some photography and getting everything sort of like you know like placing people where you want them getting the campaign all thought out like i love that that's kind of like what it's all about for me and then getting the photos developed being able to share them market the product and stuff you know it's great but the shoot day is definitely what i've um got the most enjoyment out of recently because it's kind of it makes the products like the product feels like it's properly real then do you know what i mean Obviously, you're unboxing it and stuff, and you can feel it, and it's great. But then, when someone's wearing it in front of you, and you're sort of taking photos, you think, right, shit, this is actually it's happening now. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Nice awesome. work. Awesome. So, if you were to, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but kind of, if you wanted to, if you could add something hypothetical to Altus as it currently stands, then do you think mm-hmm. it'd give it that kind of boost or take you to a next level? What would it be? Um, expertise, equipment, blah blah blah, whatever. Do you know what? Like, I I had this chat with uh, another uh, a, a mate of mine who runs a brand called Cheap Life. Um, they're from Hull, where I'm originally from, and he'd sort of dipped his toes. Or recognise your accent? Yeah, Hull. Yeah, yeah. fellow Yorkshire lad. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I speak. I, I speak to a lot of people from Hull because I, 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 printing's not my full time job. I'm also in the caravan trade. And uh, nice, Hull, yeah. Hull is like the, the caravans is massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Caravans, yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, lovely part of the world. Sadly, don't live there anymore. But Beautiful my family. Place. Do. But um, no, I mean, 
Cheap Jack at Cheap Life, so shouts to Jack at Cheap Life. Um, he'd got into a little bit of screen printing on 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 his own, and he was able to sort of like, you know, miss out the middleman and sort of have hold of the product um, from start to finish, effectively. Um, and it was something that's all it is something that's always interested me, but I've just never had the time or the resource to really like, you know, explore that. Um, and I love it when brands are like in house, you know, like they hold on to everything and it just feels a little bit like, I don't know, proper brandy, really it's a terrible way of putting it. But I'm not at that stage where I'm able to do that at all. If I was able to do it, I definitely would. Um, just in terms of like quality control and everything and like testing things out and that type of stuff. But um, I mean, I'd always love to have more capital. Who wouldn't? Um, I think I'd like to just make some more relationships and collaborate with other experts because I'm just not an expert at everything in terms of like the production side of things. So getting to grips with um, some new people and, you know, some real expert in the field is uh, definitely what I'm looking to do moving forward. Awesome, mate. Awesome, but yeah, mate. I would lo- I'd love to be able to screen print. I think it's like pretty sick. I've, I've, like Jack's release last year for Cheap Life, um, he'd sort of said that, you know, he's always wanted to do it and it was he really enjoyed it. And, you know, just actually like printing stuff himself that he's created was sort of like quite a fulfilling experience. Not what happens software. quite frequently with with brands that start screen printing themselves yeah. is that if they have a little slowdown for any reason, like they've got not not got something coming out or something hasn't done as well, and then they're looking for cash, they end up going, "Oh, we'll just like print for other people," because they'll always get once people find out you're a printer, you, people you always yeah. get people asking, and it's it's really <laughs> really easy to lose focus. On your oh brand. yeah absolutely once you become i mean we've spoken to a couple of people on the podcast that have like had to say like right like that's it i'm not printing for other people i'm just for myself now yeah, um, it's, yeah. it's great to like, keep money coming through the door but like there, there is a payoff with it unfortunately yeah it's i mean to be honest it's one of those questions that i could there could be a number of things that i could say really um, in terms of ambitions and like where I want the brand to go and what I want to focus on. But there are quite a few areas in which, you know, I am held back by capital and I don't want to bite off more than I can chew because I think, you know, when we've said like, you know, a few minutes ago about adding different little extras to garments and things to sort of give them a bit of an individual edge or something like that. If I was to sort of like add all the bells and whistles that I wanted to, to one product, that would probably, you know, mean that two or three products down the line might not happen. So yeah. I would rather, you know, yeah. I would rather focus on pacing yourself, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you know, capital is a big issue for most independent creatives now, isn't it? And I, I, think... I just realised as well on 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 the theme of uh, your uh, slightly running inspired brand. That was a very good pun. <laughs> what did I even say? <laughs> no, my pun. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> what, what was Pace yourself. Pace well, yourself. Pace See, yourself. I can't. I can't get involved with this because I do zero running. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from so to the went, toilet when you've went got over, through your second pair of pants on holiday. I did. I did. I did do exercise one time. Right. I used to drink <laughs> quite heavily. Right. 
And I got really, is, really. Is this is this where <clears throat> taking two pairs of pants per day on holiday comes from? You did no. exercise once. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I actually exercised like solidly for two months. What I did was I got really pissed one night, right? And while I was drunk, I looked down and I realised that what a fat, disgusting human being I was. <laughs> and I need to sort my life out. And so anyway, I was like, well, and I had this in my head. And then I was watching TV and I, my favourite thing to watch is shit shopping channels. So I love to see like how they spin something that's obviously just a cheap shit product. I just fucking love it. Anyway, I was watching it and you, you, you might have heard about this, but there's this exercise programme called Insanity, right? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, mate, mate. And I was like, I'm going to buy that. It's a DVD It's a DVD of like five DVDs, whatever it is, or a box set, whatever it is. And each one's got a different exercise on it, and there's an exercise programme. But I was so pissed that I was like, it, and it said, get ripped in two months. And I was like, I haven't got two months. So in my head, I thought, if I buy the DVDs more than once, I'll get ripped quicker. So I bought... <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it three times. I bought, for some reason, I, bought, I paid for it three, and then these three sets. And I was like, "The fuck is?" I forgot about it. The fuck was this? And I realised what I'd done. But I did it. I was like, "I did it." I did both months of it, and I was probably the most fit I've ever been in my life. And I got to the end of it, and I was like, "Right, I completed that." And I've never done it again since. <laughs> <laughs> it's got back again. <laughs> That's the thing like, with, with like fitness game. with fitness though i know this is going off a, on, on a bit of a tangent but like so my uh my other half is uh training for a, a triathlon at the minute um and she's like banging to her fitness and everything and i look at her and she goes to the gym like like five nights a week or like she'll she'll mix it up she does like a dance class or she'll go to these like strength training sessions or she'll like go to the gym or whatever and I'm just like, I just can't find the motivation to do it con- consistently. Like, so I'd, like last year I did like the, the 100 push-ups challenge a day or whatever throughout November, like for cancer research and everything. That was great. And I got like, like I put on a fair bit of muscle, like, and I was like, I'm actually quite happy with like how I look it. And then like after that, it was like, I I need like a, like a, like a goal to work yeah, towards, like yeah. a tangible goal that I feel like accountable for. And this yeah. is why like, me and Pab have talked to, uh, about it on here before, like when, like if we're going to release a product or we're going to like do something with screen printing, like it's good to talk to other people because then you mm. feel that like you almost like you can't let them down sort yeah. of thing. And it's like with like fitness or training or whatever, like I just don't really have that because it's easy yeah. for me to go to myself like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And then it never happens. 100%. But, yeah. I know that's a bit of a tangent, but I'll send you one of my insanity box sets, mate. I've still got two of them. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Go for uh, it um, so on that then, what achievement are you most proud of since you've been running your brand? Is there one thing that's happened and you're like um nailed it? I mean, it's it's probably the charity charity release last year for Alzheimer's Research UK. Yeah, um, that's fair. Just because, I mean, not only it's like, goes without saying, you know, great cause. Um, it's something that I've wanted to support, but I've not really had the opportunity to do until then because mm. I didn't want to just sort of like shoehorn it in and be like, right, I'm just randomly doing this for uh, a charity. So the premise of it was I would obviously design a running T-shirt and then my friend, my, myself and two of the friends would run 
the Humber Half Marathon for in aid of in, in aid of the charity. So the fifty percent of the proceeds were sort of like raised through the release of the tea, and then I made like a single donation to a Just Giving page link that I'd set up, and then. Obviously, that was like the start point of the Just Giving page. And then I said, if anyone else wants to donate as we sort of like run the half marathon, please feel free to do so. And, um, you know, I actually picked up an injury in the run up to uh, the half marathon, which was a pain in the ass. But my two mates running the half marathon and both won the, uh, wore the T-shirts and oh, got the pictures and, you know, the finish line and that type of stuff. So. Oh, the yeah, picture's that, blurry. That's the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, yeah, very much so. But no, that's um, that's the the, the pro- probably the proudest moment, just because I was able to, you know, deliver a decent product for what I felt and then support a worthy cause in, in, uh, in the same instance. Do you think that'd be something you do again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you know what? Alzheimer's Research UK were unreal in the support that they offered me in terms of, like, you know, amplifying the messages that I was putting out on social media, ended up getting like a, a write up in like a local newspaper and stuff. And they've been in oh, contact amazing. with them, sort of asking, you know, if I was going to be doing any fundraising this year. I said I will, um, but I had a knee op in December. So um, mm. I'm not actually able to run at the moment. I'm just doing like rehab. So once I'm able to run, I'll do something again and um, see if we can't raise some more money for, for the. Uh, for the charity but whilst i've been injured i've sort of um been working with a, a friend of mine who's running the london marathon this year in aid of meningitis now which is a, a really good charity again and um i did a shoot with him last week on my camera which was sort of like him wearing my stride socks one of the run club t-shirts and it kind of documented his preparation for the for the marathon so that was one of the i put a couple of reels out recently actually just sort of followed him on a uh, on a bike because I couldn't run so I followed him on a bike with a GoPro and a film camera and I was like you like the, uh, <laughs> it was yeah what was his much. name from a uh, run fat boy run to go on the scooter <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> it, it, will, it will look very similar <laughs> but yeah oh. so yeah I mean yeah the chat it's always great to support charity isn't it so if I can do that via Altus then I'll do that no, good on you, mate. Good on yeah, you. Good on you. Awesome. Um, do you have any questions for us, mate? Um, I mean, in terms of like, sort of like the screen printing side of stuff, I think we've gone over it. It's just great to know that <laughs> me actually picking the phone up and bothering you lot is actually uh, very much welcomed because, mm. you know, I've again, I, I won't repeat myself, but just speaking to people has been like a godsend recently and just actually like, even venting and, you know, <laughs> just venting about the cost of living and how much yeah. everything costs has been great. But um, I think from an outsider's point of view, um, what are your initial thoughts on just the overall aesthetic of the brand when you sort of looked at the website and the social media? Did things align? Do you think that any of the messages resonated with you? Do you think it's sort of, you know, been presented in a, I think I think it's done very well because I'm not a runner, mm. but I appreciate it all. So I'm not like gen- generally speaking, if I see something like a brand that's sort of exercising <laughs> in any way, I'm not I'm not their audience. 
generally yeah. speaking. But mm. I could see myself being your audience. Well, this is, I mean, that, that's really good to hear. I mean, the, the thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to like exclude people from um, being able to be a part of the community and the brand just because they might not be, um, you know, bang into their fitness and they're running and stuff. Mm. And I think, like I said before, like some sportswear brands are quite elitist in their sort of makeup and their ethos and stuff. And that's not necessarily the route that I want to travel down. Um well, the, those, do... those sportswear brands as well, they they focus entirely on the sports. Yeah. Which is which sort of makes sense. And like, you know, I, I get it. That's what they're doing. But you're not necessarily 100% focused on that. You've got other spheres of influence in yours, which is what makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's an accessibility there. Like, even if you're not into, if you're not into like sportswear, but like you appreciate the aesthetic of the photos and everything, there's something yeah. there for you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think... Um... One question that would I did think of the other day, and it's just come to me. If you had one piece of advice for a brand starting out, what would it be? Just one, each Ooh, of you. Fucking hell. Just um, one piece. The most important piece of advice you could probably think of. Don't have to be specific, be pretty general, to be honest. You can skimp on everything except for hard work. Yeah. That would be my advice. Like... Mm. It doesn't matter. You can you can go for the cheapest T-shirt. You can go for the cheapest style of print, whatever. Fine, but like the one thing that you will instantly make a brand fail is like doing it for the sake of it and not putting the effort in. Mm -hmm. I think nice. I think mine would be kind of to think about the little things. It's easy. It's easy to go. That's a cool design. Let's whack it on a T-shirt. But if there's yeah. no if there's no message or motive kind of behind your brand and behind what you're trying to do like it's just fucking pointless mm -hmm. like you know what am i trying to say so it's kind of that there's brands out there that kind of have their messaging really dialed in as to what they're doing and yeah. then you have like a slight different side of that of brands who like they just want to do cool shit there's no really reason for it yeah, but yeah. they're like really in touch with the little details whether it's like you know i don't know like information postcards like mm -hmm. on the on the designs or whatever shit they're putting together their thought process and all this blah 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 like those sort of things to me are things that really really stand out with brands yeah. i mean we've run our own brand for going on six years now and like we've printed for fucking countless other brands as well and it's like seeing the one the ones that always stand out to me are the ones that put that little bit extra of yeah, themselves into absolutely. yeah i agree i mean I, in terms of like customer experience and stuff i've bought mm. t-shirts just for the sake of seeing how they present their product to a, an yeah, online customer 100%. that's Not market research isn't it Exactly. Not necessarily like I'm ever going to wear it just because I think, fuck, mm. like that T-shirt's on sale. I think they're a really good brand. I'm going to buy it, see what it's like. And I've been quite surprised. I'm not going to name drop the brand or anything, but I've been quite surprised over the years in that it just comes in like a black, like posted bag with nothing else, just a T-shirt on its own. And, you know, each to their own and stuff like that. But I think a brand I of my size... I to run a brand. Big exactly, brand. Yeah. Big brands can get away with it. Absolutely, yeah. Small I, I brands cannot agree. at all. No, just like little touches. Like, I mean, as part of some of the performance products that I ran, the performance socks, I was putting like 
little isotonic gels in every order, you know, like the little sachets that you can get and you can take mm-hmm. on a run, as well as like sticker packs, thank you cards, like handwritten thank you cards and stuff. Um, just little touches. But then on the flip side, I've shopped with like some like massive, massive brands who have got like hundreds of thousands of, you know, followers, X, Y, Z, and like it comes yeah, in like nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So so I um one of my and I didn't I, I didn't tell this guest this when he was on, but it was Scott from Who Clones. Who Clone was one of the big reason big brands that inspired me to take jump into being a brand owner yeah and my back my backstory was i was a designer i was trying to get a tattoo apprenticeship and i didn't know what to do with my fucking portfolio so i started pushing, putting it on t-shirts but around yeah. this time i started seeing ads for hooklo and i was like oh fuck they're really cool like yeah. maybe putting this stuff on clothing would be you know feasible maybe yeah, yeah. do it like you know get some shit screen printed and just see how it goes sort of thing but anyway like in the in, in the early days i um I, I placed a couple of orders with hooklo and i was like and a, a couple of other brands as well but hooklo were one of one of the main ones because i just really looked up to what they were yeah. doing in terms of like you know the simplicity of the designs and mm-hmm. um kind of just that whole kind of like um what's the word I guess the look and feel that they had online. Yeah, yeah. it's very unique. Isn't it? It's good. I've seen yeah. it. Um, the whole aesthetic, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so I placed a couple of orders with them and I was fucking like blown away with like like the presentation and everything like that. And it's kind of mm. like that. I think that made me want to up my game. Yeah, sort of that's thing, the bad, isn't it? Know? And then actually having Scott on the pod like the other week, which was fucking mm. amazing. Like, yeah. You know, the masterclass, um, wasn't it? Yeah, really. It, it really, really fucking was. And right. like hearing about like how they're doing all the proper custom packaging and stuff like that. And yeah, now, yeah. Like, and obviously he's got Who Cult now too. It's just like it's just really fucking inspirational. And like, yeah. you know, I spoke to Scott a little bit after uh, after the episode came out, and he was asking how it went and everything. And like all of the feedback I got, I'd, I've had more feedback on that episode than any other episode. Yeah, I can surprisingly I can completely understand why as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even surprising. Care. I've I've only actually just recently started following Who Club, but I actually I didn't even realize this. So I went to university in Huddersfield, and they had mm. like um, it, it was either like um a boutique streetwear shop where there was like hookla stock there or it was like a hookla <laughs> actual store and i've like i've had like a hookla hoodie for like 12 years and i've only rec- <laughs> i've only recently like followed them in the last couple of years and i kid you not it i don't think it's there actually it might be in the wash it's like pristine um it's like single color print just says like who across the front, but it's like the screen printings men, like there's no cracks or anything. And I honestly, it must have had like millions of washes. So yeah, good mm. shit. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't know to come back round to, to your question. I think the, the little, the little bits and yeah. do that very well. I think definitely looking, looking I think at them it, can probably answer that question better than. Yeah. It, it, it massively, answer. it massively sort of like adds to everything, doesn't it? But I mean, some like obviously customers don't appreciate this all the time, but like shit like that costs money as well. So yeah. to actually like dial it in and get it right, it's been a lot of trial and error for me. And I'm by no means like an expert in it, but I've got it to a stage now where I feel happy in sending what I am sending with 
the little yeah. you know additional bits um well, that, that, i think that's but, the yeah. thing with like from a brand owner's point of view i mean it's, st- it still costs money but things mm-hmm. like flyers or information leaflets and stickers and things like that don't yeah. cost the earth oh yeah so, exactly and i think that when brands don't do that like i always get a bit disappointed like when when i open a a, a like a parcel and it's the same as scott was saying on on that episode with him that like when he buys something from another brand and it literally it's just a t-shirt that turns up in a package yeah. and you kind of dump it out and la- that's like that's it yeah and you sort of going like that with the bag expectancy yeah. where's the fucking rest of my shit yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah it does add an extra touch and it just it make i think that the important thing with customers is making sure that they remember you yeah um whether that's here's a flyer for 15 percent off your next order or mm-hmm. here's some cool stickers or here's what one we've started doing recently is uh so we've got um as i said it's really handy being in my stock room now because <laughs> i can just pull shit out <laughs> i'm looking at that guitar expecting a song soon he's never <laughs> once played that on the pod in the same way that i've never used that iron on the pod <laughs> <laughs> so we had a um a little bit of a uh snafu fuck up from one of our manufacturers <laughs> nice. um where we got uh we bought a i think it was 250 pairs of socks from them and the design was wrong oh, um God. and then they were like okay send them back to us we'll sort it so sent them back they sent us 250 more pairs of socks and they were wrong again Oh, and no. we were just like, look, I was like, we're not sending them back. I was like, I want the products we fucking paid for because the design's wrong. But I was yeah. like, I'm not sending these back because you're just going to destroy them. Yeah, exactly. So that they, the ones that kind of we ended up hanging on to, we donated 250 pairs to homeless shelters right nice. here, um, which was pretty cool. But then in hindsight, the design didn't fucking sell very well anyway. <laughs> so what we've started doing, we, we, we've got about 100 pairs of these socks left. And I was like, you know what, for for orders, anybody, and I don't like put it up on the site, like, oh, like, you know, buy a t-shirt, get a free pair of socks or whatever. It's yeah. just anybody who orders a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever, I'm just right. working in a free pair of socks and yeah, some yeah. stickers, with, like we always do, and the, the flyer and the, the info and all that, blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. like, in the last few, like, um, trust pilot reviews we've had have been like really positive and it's like yeah it's it almost feels like it's incentivized people a little bit to go oh yeah, these guys are fucking cool i'm gonna i'm gonna leave a review when they send their follow-up yeah. trust pilot review email sort of thing yeah um definitely. and it's yeah and at the end of the day these are paid for they've bombed we've made our money back on them and we've got about yeah. 100 pairs left so might as well just do something yeah. whenever nice i need a new pair of socks i just buy a t-shirt <laughs> from darcy <laughs> <laughs> it's all right mate buy a t-shirt i think like like you say it it does cost but it's minimal cost in terms of like the return that you get from customer feedback and stuff and i think people are very aware of like other brands and if other people are doing it and you're not it's a missed opportunity so there you go absolutely mate absolutely um do you want to do some randoms pav and then we'll let you get on mate quick fire random questions sweet three each I'll go first. Uh, what is the one thing you can't live without? Either my AirPods, my earphones, or oh, coffee. Nice work. Right off. Um, yeah. 
where is your favorite favored spot in the cinema? What's that? Favoured spot in the cinema. Do you know what? I've not been for a while, but I'll have to say in the middle because I think it's the <laughs> the most neutral ground. If you go too far back, people start asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> why has he got his hand down his trousers? Why is, there a, why is there a hole in the bottom of his popcorn box? <laughs> oh, salty knobs. <laughs> um... <laughs> Can you prove you're not a robot? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't on the pod, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you've had you've had an you've had a knee operation, so like we'll assume you're a human because yeah. you don't, we don't yeah. operate on robots. You're, you're not suddenly yeah. a cyborg. No, no. <laughs> um Whose advice do you value most in life? Uh, probably my dad. Pretty pretty standard answer, but yeah, he's he's probably he's one of the one of the first people that I would call in a crisis. I would say so. He's he's reasonably level headed when it comes to uh, some sticky situations and gives decent life advice. So he has done so far anyway for thirty years. Excellent work, well done, Dad. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, Cats or dogs? Oh, dogs, hundred percent. I've just got a puppy, actually. Ooh, have you? Yeah. Is the look. is the puppy near the camera? I'm afraid he's not because I'm upstairs and there's no way he's coming upstairs because we've just <laughs> had, we've just had a new carpet laid. So yeah. We, uh, what sort of puppy I'm is exactly it? Exactly He's a cocker spaniel, sir. Oh, I've got a cocker. I've got a working cocker. He's yeah, he's fucking a, he's insane. Work, he's a working cocker, so he's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, he's right, like... Uh, right, for the listeners, we're going to compare dog photos now. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I so, thought I should get a dog photo up as well. Yeah, so he's... Uh, how old is he? He's four months. Four oh, months old. Mine's a year next month, so he's not really a puppy anymore. But we started doing a hoopers training with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So is that white and white and brown? White and uh, white and ginger. Yeah. So this this is Ron. Can you see him? Oh Oh, look! Oh oh, yeah, I saw I saw him on your Instagram actually. Yeah, he had a pair of socks the other day, and I thought I can either give him a bollocking or I can take a photo. So I did both. (laughs) This is my this is my um, office colleague Bucken. Nice. So he sits on the chair (laughs) next to me. He he pulls at me if I don't if I ignore him. Like he pulls at me, and I have to pull the chair next to me so he can watch what I'm doing. <laughs> Mate, though, co- cocker spaniels and socks should not be in no. the same room together. Seriously, so- soccer so- spaniels. Yeah, we uh, we had to take Sammy to the vet um, when he was about five months five months old, and he'd eaten something, and he was like he had a really dodgy stomach. So we took him to the vet, and we were used to this with our other dog. She was a scavenger; like she ended up in the vet for like six days when she was younger on a fucking drip and everything. We were like, "Here we go again." So I took him to the vet, and they did like an ultra ultrasound on his stomach, and they were like, "Oh, we've got to give him some like medication to basically make him puke." Yeah, puked up six socks. <laughs> six. The, Ch- children's they're, socks, but they're, still. They're, they're not the ones that you're putting in orders, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Oh, and hilarious. it was they were like, yeah, he would have never been able to pass that, and he probably would have fucking died at some point. We were yeah. like, oh shit. So now it's like whenever we take the washing out the tumble dryer or whatever, we have to make sure it goes straight upstairs. He's not allowed upstairs. He he shows no interest in it anyway. But it's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cocker spaniels and socks, mate. Nah. No chance. <laughs> Hilarious. Noted. I'll hide them oh. all. Yeah. Um, what is the most useless piece of information or fact you know? The most useless? Uh, good God. I don't know. <laughs> the problem with that the question ty- is... The type yeah. of answer is, is that I'm looking for is don't eat yellow snow, don't put light bulbs up your bum. That sort of thing. Uh, well, I mean, don't give socks to cocker spaniels springs to mind immediately. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> In there like a rat up a drain pipe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I mean, the, I could, yeah, if if I really gave it some thought longer than the time that we've got, I'd probably come back to you with something pretty weird, but that's all I've got at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, mate. <laughs> Final questions in. No, one more for you, Pav. No, I've done, I've done three. Have you? Yeah, I started. I, every fucking week this happens. Oh yeah, you have. It's like you can't. It's like you can't <laughs> I'm, count. I'm used to starting. That's why. No, I always start. Always ask the first one. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Maybe I need to start then, and we won't. I've, only been, I've only been on here for like 15 episodes, or however, however long it is. Sorry, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been dead for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Christmas Pav. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go on in, take it away. <laughs> um, so if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I mean, <laughs> my day job is like a comms officer for like a health tech hub. So probably that just... I understood all of those words, but I still don't know what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, an innovation hub basically so we like fast track innovations into the the healthcare set system right. so like say for instance like i don't know you need like a pacemaker fitting and there's an app for it that you can track what track all like your shit on the phone like we work with companies like that oh, that's so cool. i do like the comms and the marketing for them oh amazing so yeah slightly i mean there's some transferable skills not loads but yeah um in another life, I'd love to be uh, something that's a little bit more um, related to sport or streetwear or something. I mean, if this turns into a full-time job, then great. But, yeah. Good on you. Um, can you think of any brand you think would be good to have on the podcast? Yeah, uh, definitely Cheap Life from Hull. Really good brand. Um so maybe reach out to Jack at Cheap Life. And then, I mean, get Joe back on. He's always a good laugh. Yeah, he's, yeah, he he's hilarious. <laughs> um, trying to think of some other brands. I mean, in terms of like some brands that are pretty like hot right now, there's Drama Call, who are based in Manchester. They're kind of like a bit of a... They're, they're like slogans, like a Hollywood diary. So they're a brand that kind of focuses on a lot of the stuff they've done recently is sort of like skatewear, but like just just says drama all over a bit. But like previous releases are like they've done like soprano t-shirts and stuff like that. Like it's pretty cool stuff. Um, oh, nice. 
there's like loads of overseas ones of like I've been following quite re- recently, like some of the the New York streetwear brands, whether it's like Belief, Only New York, that type of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, some of the smaller ones. I mean, definitely Cheap Life and House of Skeleton. Obviously, you've had Joe on already, but get him on again. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love to have Joe on again. Even <laughs> no, if it, maybe I'm... get him on a live or something like that. That'd yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, we, was... we need to get Christian from Slow Knife and Joe on the same live. We just set it up we just walk away and let them, let them, let them do their thing. Yeah, loves it, doesn't he? Loves it. Oh. There oh. he is. Oh, um, where can people find you, mate? Um, main marketing channel is Instagram. So, <laughs> Alter Suck or Alter <laughs> UK is the handle. Um, and then alternative suck yeah exactly and <laughs> and then um, <laughs> if people i mean i've got quite a few things i've got instagram strava youtube facebook website all that sort of good stuff so instagram's probably the the best gateway to the brand to be honest just seeing what i'm doing on a daily basis via like stories and stuff and then get stuff up on the grid that's a little bit more um, branded and that type of stuff. So I think, uh, I don't know if my SEO is any good on my website, so I don't know if you actually type in Altus into the Google search drive, I'll come up, but I hope I do. <laughs> yeah, I found you. I found you. Well, there we go. Well, Darcy you go. found you, it, then he, then he sent working. me the link. So and it's working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Final question then. Go on then. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> Just have a good time. Stop stressing. <laughs> nice. Nice Stop stressing. Spoken yeah, like I mean... a true... I don't know what the correct term is someone from Hull. You know what? I think... Hallonian? I, <laughs> I think the term is like Hollensian. Hollensian. But, but I think that's like stretching it back to back in the back in the day, like hundreds of years ago because mm. there's a there's a rugby team in Hull called like Hullensians and I think it sort of mm. the origins lie in what people used to call Hull back in like god knows when so but like Hull is probably not pronounced with a h by the locals so Hull Hull Hull, Hull. yeah yeah one of my favorite pubs is in Beverly um nice. uh, Nelly's you know the place that hasn't got any electric lighting it's all have you been in is there? that that's that's proper old apparently yeah yeah it's like an old 14th century coaching in and they, yeah, they yeah. there's a big sign on the door that says uh uh no card well no cash only um no yeah. swearing keep it's your funny. phones in your pockets like <laughs> See, you have to i went in there by myself and within like five minutes i was talking to everyone in there like they're just really super friendly yeah. it's one of the one of the coolest pubs i've ever been in it is a good boozer I mean, Hull is good for one thing, and it's like cheap booze. Mm. So obviously, I live that's, in just, that's just most it. most of Yorkshire, isn't it? I'm, well, as yeah. I said, I'm 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 from Doncaster originally, um, oh, yeah. and it's like whenever I've been back up there, it's like fuck, it's so cheap up there. Come and back here, please, please. I, mean, I, I just go home to like visit family and friends. I only go from Manchester to Hull, and I'm like, you can still get a pint for like three pound fifty odd. Mm. Whereas in yeah. Manchester, you're talking like five, six quid a pint now in, in the centre. Right, yeah, it's like yeah. London prices in Manchester Madness. now, isn't it, pretty much? Yeah. yeah. Great city, but it's very expensive. 
Yeah. What's the city that has super banana lamb? Is that Liverpool? Super what? Super banana lamb. I don't know. Never heard of it. You You've never heard of super banana lamb? I, re- I realize I realize <laughs> I'm sounding like a lunatic here. I'm yeah. fully aware of that. <laughs> okay, when you get a chance, Google super banana lamb. It's a it's a lamb, and its back end is a banana, <laughs> uh, and it's massive. Right. I think this is another fever dream, mate. Yeah. I'm fucking googling it right now, just so I know <laughs> I'm not mental. I mean, I, I mean, I know I am. Like that's obviously par for the course. But super banana lamb. I think people are going to be like, yeah, what's he googling here? Yeah, super banana. Gonna come up, it's going to come up with some dodgy websites. Yeah, absolutely. Turn your volume down for the listeners. <laughs> super banana lamb. Oh, it's, it's Liverpool. It's not. Okay. I, I, I've always wanted to go there. I, I thought Such it was Manchester. Weirdos. But it, nah, it, it's it, common. It, hold on, I'll show you it. Can you see that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Just some like random. That? It's it's a super banana lamb, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I said it wrong. It's super lamb banana. Sorry, I said it the wrong way around. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, now I know you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I thought, I thought oh. you were know about that. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna go there and see that one day. Um, but I won't go to Manchester and look for it because that's not where it is. I'm going to start, I, won't, I, won't, I won't go out in Manchester asking for super lamb banana. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, hilarious. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thanks, um, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Really appreciate uh, no worries. your time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. I've enjoyed it. It's been really good to uh, yeah, meet great you both, have a chat. Good chat and a catch-up, yeah. Yeah, well, all the best for everything in the future. Um, we'll keep in Cheers, contact. Lads. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep in touch and we'll uh, hopefully so, sell out to Jack and Connor for us. I will do. I'll sell him your. Uh, you said he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and ask for some discount. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant. Cheers, guys. Right. Cheers, mate. All awesome. the best. Catch you in a bit. Have a good one, mate. Bye bye. bye.